going on, everybody? My name is Will Milo. And I'm Ross Sinarelli. And this was the 52 Podcast and is now something a little different. So, guys, first of all, thank you guys so much for coming back. Um, for 84 episodes, we have been the 52 Podcast. And we have decided to do a little bit of a shift and a little bit of a rebrand into something a little bit different that we're more excited about, something that we really think is going to connect um, with the audience a little better, uh, just because not everybody's reading the books or has the time or whatever it is. Um, we're going to continue to read the books, but we're going to shift into being Market Today. And on Market Today, you can expect to hear about the stock markets, cryptocurrencies, uh, investment tools, different types of uh, products that are available to investors that don't want to be as hands-on. We're going to talk about finance on a daily basis and share with you guys what we learn, um, do some fun investing experiments, uh, and really just show you guys everything that we know and, and continue to share some information. And hopefully you guys will share back with us and we can you know continue to, to get as much financial literacy information out to as many people as we possibly can um, to change lives. You know, Ross and I have both had our lives changed by you know the financial markets and, and being able to create wealth and being able to um, you know utilize all the tools and all the markets that are available to make our money make us money. And uh, we would really love to just get on here and talk a little bit really transparently about what we're doing, how much money we have invested, what we have, what we have invested in what, um, you know, what businesses we have our eyes on, what uh, cryptocurrencies we're looking into, what markets we're playing within. And we'd love to just share all of our information and insight. So we'll continue to talk about the books because Ross and I have found a lot of value in reading these books every single week. And we really hope that you continue to follow along with us. Um, but we're going to shift into a place where we can kind of talk about things that everybody knows a little bit about and, and everyone can take some value from it at any time. So, uh, Ross, is there anything you wanted to add to that just to kind of in us making this little shift and presenting it to our audience and tell it to you guys to let you know what we're doing? Like, is there anything else that you want that I missed that you'd want to present? No, you really hit on most of it. Like I said, essentially what we want to do is, you know, we get asked a lot, you know, both from listeners and friends around us for, you know, financial advice. They're always curious into kind of what we're investing in, what we're looking to invest in next. Um, and also ask us, you know, what we've learned from all these books that we've read. So what we're trying to do is kind of blend a lot of it together. You know, there's a lot of places right now where you're getting financial advice online, whether it be, you know, YouTube or you're reading the news, things like that. But you're getting it from people who you know, have $300 invested and they've just been investing for the last few months. And when we see stuff like that, we think that's kind of terrifying. So, you know, I think this will give you guys a, an idea to be able to listen to how we're investing, how we build our portfolios, you know, kind of what we're looking at. And this is everything from traditional financial markets all the way to cryptocurrency, which has been having a huge explosion in the last kind of few months. And I think it's going to give us a nice way to kind of bring a lot of this news to you guys and be very transparent about, you know, what we're holding, what we bought, what we're hoping um, to see in the future from these investments. And, you know, let you kind of see because the way that we invest, you know, we are normally more long term investors. We look for something, at least I can speak for myself, where I'm looking to keep something, you know, for a few years to really kind of build on it. Um, but we talk about everything from that to active trading and I think it's going to be fun. Really where this started is every day we have these podcasts or every day after we finish our podcast, more and I will always be sitting on the phone for 30 minutes or so just talking about essentially this. 
And, you know, we started to realize that this could probably bring a lot of value to people. So we're going to, like I said, be testing this. So bear with us. But the way we kind of envision this is more just kind of that laid back, more and I talking um, about, you know, different investments and where we're at. And, you know, you guys can pick up, ask questions. Um, and then obviously we'll finish off with the book to kind of tie a lot of it together. Um, depending on what you're doing in your life, certain books can be better for you. So we'll be, you know, more than happy to be recommending these to very specific groups. Um, but I think it's going to be a very good shift. I think there's a lot of, you know, real value that we can bring. So very excited to get this started. Yeah, totally. So with that being said, let's just hop right into it. Uh, so Rossi, Mr. Tesla, Tesla mania over here. Um, you know, they kind of took it. They've had a couple, hard couple, a couple weeks, about a month. They've been, it's been tough for them. And they've been in the news today. You want to tell us a little bit about why? Yeah, so as everyone knows, or I guess now you guys are finding out, so I'm a big investor in Tesla since the beginning of last year, which was phenomenal timing on my part. I'm very you know, happy and blessed for that. But essentially, um, Tesla's up today because they announced their, um, their quarterly earnings, and essentially they beat their production numbers. So they produced, I believe it was 180,000 vehicles and delivered them. And they were expected to do about 165,000. So definitely um, looking stronger. The other thing that I think was big was, you know, Biden's administration is talking about this infrastructure bill. And with that, I think comes about 500,000 new charging stations that they want to set up. So this is something that's going to be massive um, if you're someone who has an electric car or invests in EV technology. Because, I mean, currently, like I said, I have a Tesla. And honestly, it's not that hard to get your car charged. Um, way easier than you would think, especially because I could charge at home. I mean, if you had your own gas station at home, your car would never run out of gas. So, you know, really, it really works well and it's a phenomenal vehicle. But yeah, Tesla's been stagnant for a little bit. And I think that's just because the market is so unsure. The thing that I tell more and the reason why I always think Tesla is such a strong investment is because Elon Musk is a market mover. I mean, if he says anything about you know, even cryptocurrency, when he tweets about Dogecoin, when he talks about all these different products, you see their stocks just skyrocket. He did it with uh, GameStop and GME. You know, having a market mover in, in your back pocket, essentially, is so powerful because he's able to inspire not only those around him, but, you know, if it ever comes down to getting funding, things like that, um, he's incredible. I mean, the way that he works. So for me, I always tell more, you know, my money's better in Elon's hands than mine. And I still believe that pretty firmly. Um, even when, did you hear more that he's, that, you know, Starlink, have you heard of Starlink? His satellite systems, right? Yeah, I guess that's about to IPO soon. Well, that's something that's probably going to be very worthwhile. Uh, yeah, like I would you love said, he is, to he's it. definitely a market mover, but the, you know, listen, I'm also a little weary and you know that I'm a little weary when it comes to Tesla and I jumped into, uh, about the same time when Ross jumped in and you know rode the wave and i i kind of sold at the top of the market lucky me you know in the 860 range i think i think it topped up to almost nine excuse me guys almost 900 and uh, i think i sold at somewhere around 860 but i only sold half of my holdings a little bit more than half of my holdings and, and wanted to go and diversify it so you know listen from the perspective of you know i'm not really feeling the down the 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 downshift 
for Tesla for the last, you know, two or three weeks, four, four, five weeks, whatever, you know, I still have some, uh, some, my skin in the game and, and I still have a piece of them, but I'm, I'm pretty stoked that I went and, and diversified that a little bit and threw some money into some other opportunities. Unfortunately, based on that timing, um, when I switched that money over, I also bought at the top of the market, right? So it's, it's also playing that game of like really having to know that even when you're at the top of the market, when you're in growth stocks and you're playing in the technology uh, space and that vertical, you know, buying into the companies like these, you also have to like keep in mind that when you sell at the top, it's possible you'll end up buying at the top, right? And you want to have something that you truly believe is going to continue to to grow past the correction, grow past the um, the hiccup in the market and, and allow you to, to actually continue to, you know, create gains. Um, so we'll see the way that it plays out, you know, we'll find out if Tesla wins then Ross wins a little bit more than I do, but we both win. And, you know, if the other companies win, then, you know, I, I win both ways. It's all good. You know, it works for me. So to each their own. Um, but I know Ross, Ross is sticking with it until, till the, till the moon. Yeah. I'm hanging on that for a long time. You know, what's interesting is, so for a while, especially with the pandemic, you know, we didn't really need two cars. So my mom was using my car for a little bit, my Tesla model three. Um, and then now she just got um, her new car. She got a BMW 330e. So it's the hybrid. It's actually the second one that she's had. And it's funny because she's like, your car is just so much smoother, blah, 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 which is interesting because her car technically is a higher MSRP. You know, BMW is a brand that's been around forever. They are one of the top when it comes to quality, care, performance. Um, but it is interesting to see somebody on the other side of the spectrum when it comes to demographic really, you know, embrace EV technology as well. So that to me gives me hope that, you know, for me, what I was trying to tell her was, you know, the biggest problem with EVs for a long time was that they were slow and they were ugly, right? And then all of a sudden I saw a Tesla that was able to almost beat a Lamborghini and I went, wow, like this is going to change the market. And essentially it really did because now all of a sudden the electric cars have somehow become the sport cars. And I think that was a big thing was really shifting the mindset of, you know, the everyday consumer when they're looking for a car. And then also it's got in with the kids more. And I both sold cars. If a kid loves the vehicle, your chance of selling that car are so much higher. So kids are telling their parents, go get a Tesla, go get a Tesla. And so I'm banking on a lot of these different things because I'm seeing, you know, the older demographic really enjoy it and the younger. So I just think there's a lot to be to be had there. But obviously, investing in EVs is obviously still risky. But, um, you know, like we always say, you got to invest in companies you like. I didn't invest in Tesla until I got my car. And I realized after a few months, I was like, you know what? I actually really think this tech can go far. And then I just put some money in there. So. You know, if you're invested in something or you, you've purchased something, you're like, hey, I really enjoy this product, you know, maybe you should look up investing in the company. It definitely doesn't hurt. It's a good place to start. That's a really good point, Ross. And honestly, what, in the last, you know, between when you purchased your purchased your stock in Tesla and your vehicle a couple, what, a year ago, a year and a half ago, to where it is, where it is now, 10x easily? <sighs> pretty cool right? probably like, probably like i think right now because the market's down a little bit probably like seven seven eight x oh, well right at, at its peak almost 10 yeah, probably, probably 10, right almost 10 and yeah. it's funny because like i think sometimes like well you know how we all had that conversation of man if i didn't have my car payment if i didn't buy the tesla and i just put that money into tesla how much i would have made but at the same sure. time if i didn't get the tesla i would have never invested in tesla so That's a good point 
You know, and it's and I tell more of this a lot, and, and we talk about it all the time. Is the way to be successful in, in investing is to be slightly early. They don't have to be the first. You just don't want to be the last. You want to be slightly ahead of the curve because that's when you're really going to get that explosion. When the you know after the early adopters, right after is when they start adopting it, is when you're really going to start to see an explosion of profits. And that's so, a great segue for us into the cryptocurrencies. Ooh. I don't know who's listening to this right now, but if you love crypto, I am excited because this has been my baby for the last, what, three months? I feel at like least. everyone I run into, uh, I was actually at a, my buddy's birthday over the weekend and we were talking about, you know, have you seen those memes for when COVID's over and guys go back to the bar? Have you seen those? It's no, pretty much, I there's, I've seen them yet. there's, there's two memes. One is, you know, guys in a in a bar and it's obviously very loud and they're yelling you know did you get Pfizer did you get Moderna you know like that's going to be the first like conversation line for people and then the second is going to be some guy just babbling on to some girl about cryptocurrency and blockchain and all this because as you see now everyone and their mom is you know a financial expert I feel like after this bull market that we've had even when it comes to crypto everyone is going to be changing their LinkedIn to you know financial expert cryptocurrency analyst um, because a lot of it you can learn. I put a lot of time into learning this, but obviously no expert. Um, but crypto has been incredibly fun. What do you think, Moore? You've, you've started to hop in. Actually, Moore was no, in before me it. with some coins. I, I loved it. It was great. Um, so far, it's been wonderful. I've made a little bit of money. It's been great to finally watch uh, Ether have a little run uh, and pick up a couple bucks because that's an undervalued coin in my personal opinion. And it's it's nice to have another place to create and have an opportunity and the opportunity is 24 hours a day you know and there's there's just it's an emerging market there's a lot of opportunity uh, because there's a lot of new technology and there's a lot of new people that are getting into it and you know it's you, you still get to be an early adopter now you know it's it's still 0.001% of the population even knows how to buy a, a, a cryptocurrency you know let alone at this point in time i own you know cryptocurrency and could i pro- describe how to my friend how to go and you know set up all the accounts and do all the things to to achieve it probably not but i think that it's important that if you can find that friend that knows a thing or two about how to set up all of the systems associated with purchasing cryptocurrencies now's the time you know now now is the opportunity to get Get in nice and early and really be able to take advantage of uh, a new wave, a new market, a new opportunity, a new standard um, that's coming to, you know, our reality. You know, this is not something that's going to go away, even if it does it doesn't completely and totally take over everything when it comes to how we pay for things in the world. It's still going to be a powerhouse uh, that's going to be reckoned with throughout the world. It's going to be recognized throughout the entire world in every country because of its ability to be completely and totally decentralized, anonymous, and, um, you know, disconnected from any sort of federal entity. So I think that it's truly a valuable entity to have, you know, and if the world completely falls on its head, you know, it's a really easy way to use, uh, uh, use some sort of form of asset to trade to get 
your needs fulfilled when money is no longer worth anything. But that's the whole doomsday ideology behind that. <laughs> yeah, but if it hits, it hits, right? If it hits, it hits. So <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? Doomsday. Doomsday. But hey, but, but beyond that, I think that it's really valuable. I think it is their technology for the future. I think it's a new opportunity for people to be able to uh, create wealth and, and exchange goods and ideas and services. Uh, and if you are listening, then find a way to go put some money into Bitcoin or put some money into Ethereum. And even if you don't pay attention to all the things that are happening, just don't look at it for a couple of years and you'll be very happy with your result. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I've got a lot of my friends into it. And I would say, you know, there's a lot of different exchanges. My favorite is still Binance US. It takes the longest, I would say, to actually get approved, but it has the lowest lowest fees and it's very fast the other ones that are great are kraken is good coinbase is obviously massive in the u.s where we live you can get coinbase pro which is pretty much the same but it's actually lower fees so if you're hearing this make a coinbase pro account versus a coinbase there's no difference in what it charges you um, but today the big winner was actually xrp xrp at one point uh, i have about 500 dollars in xrp and xrp was up 44 percent today more Really? Forty wow. four percent. It is now at thirty-seven percent. But wow, I mean, almost doubling in like, I think I bought most of my stuff right before April. Um, so I or I bought more before April. Essentially, the strategy was we started off. We were using you know bot trading um, to be more active for like the first few months of the year. The market was just moving so fast that the bots couldn't keep up. So then we kind of. You know, moved our. I moved my money into you know more long positions, finding the coins and the the companies, the projects that I really like the most. So I think right now I'm at, I think like 15 different uh, projects with obviously Bitcoin and Ethereum being um, about 50% of my portfolio. But I mean, there we're pretty much and where we're at right now is we've seen Bitcoin on this rise for the last few months, right? And what's happening now is once Bitcoin gets to a certain level, a lot of people will sell their Bitcoin or Ethereum and put their money into the other coins. So put their money into Ethereum and then sell some of that and then put their gains as well into some of these smaller altcoins. So where we're seeing now is they call it alt season. We're pretty much April right now is going to be a massive time. I can tell you right now, I think it's going to be humongous, humongous month for crypto. Um, and you're going to be seeing, like I said, a lot of gains coming up. So XRP was up massive today. Bitcoin is at about 59,000. So it's holding right near that 60,000 mark where we're trying to get some support. Ethereum is now at 2,100. So not only did it break past the 2,000 mark, it's continuing to rise. Uh, VeChain up 8%. XLM Stellar up 16%. Um, this one that I really love called Shopping IO has really been a little roller coaster. I bought it. It's essentially used for, so you can use cryptocurrencies with like e-commerce payments. So it's going to be a massive platform. Um, but that thing immediately when I got it went up, you know, to just such a high level. I mean, it went up, I think like 30% and it's slowly starting to drop down a little bit. It's down 5% today. But all in all, the majority of the crypto market has been looking really good. It's gotten a lot healthier. There was a lot of big sell-offs the first few months from people who've had crypto for the last few years. And we're really looking to cash in on their profits during this bull run. So a lot of these big sell-offs have kind of finished. We're still going to be seeing big consolidations along the way. But 
Um, to give you an idea, if you're if you're listening and you're you know you care about which ones we think are good for me, Bitcoin, Ethereum, obviously that's about fifty percent of my portfolio. Um, Cardano and VeChain, HBAR has been phenomenal. Engine, which is great for NFTs, XRP, Binance, Litecoin, Stellar, Shopping, Chainlink, eGold, Polkadot, um, and then I even got fifty dollars worth of the crypto. Because I had $50 randomly laying around after I sold some of my stuff. And that one's up like 3% just because I've been looking at that crypto credit card. I think I sent it to more too. Um, But really the name of the game is just to be accumulating more Bitcoin along the run. So right now I'm trying to decide do I sell some of these altcoins at the top of the market, quote unquote. Or do I just hang on through and just, you know, keep them for a few years, which currently probably going to do. I don't trust myself as much when I actively trade. Um, Not the best at timing it. Um, so that's why I'm very good at long investing. So, yeah, so guys, I think that's a great segue for us to like really bring into the picture that we're going to be talking about this a lot, um, and continue to just keep tabs on what we're doing and what, what we're, what we're up to and, um, what we're buying into and what new things are coming down the line. And if you guys have any questions or if you guys have anything that you guys want to mention that, um, you want us to look into to, you know, weigh in on, we'd love to, uh, to hear from you guys. Go ahead and shoot us an email and we'd love to check it out. Um, Ross, anything else about the market today or should we jump into our book today? I th- I'm looking real quick at my, uh, my crypto thing to see if there's anything. The market's been up as far as stocks. It's been great for the last like day or so. Um, crypto's up. I'm up a few grand in the last, you know, I guess probably about a month or two. Um, and a lot of it, like I said, is just timing. But like I said, we're not financial advisors. So like I said, disclaimer, do your research, find the projects you believe in. Um, like I said, we'll be more than happy to share what we have our investments in, how much we're invested in. Um, we're very open and transparent when it comes to that, but you definitely need to do your own research. Um, and honestly, you know, shout out different people, uh, BitBoy Crypto on YouTube. Yeah, he'll tell you a million times. He's the largest crypto channel on YouTube, and he is. I really do enjoy some of his stuff. Um, there's a few people, Altcoin Daily, different things like that, um, where they kind of help break down stuff. But we really want to be that bridge between kind of crypto and investment and talk about how the stock market and the crypto market really play together. And I think as we kind of evolve this new form, I think we're going to really start to get to a point where you know, we're understanding more so of, you know, what brings value to you guys as the listeners and just continue to evolve this. I think we're going to be in a place where, you know, all we really want to do is help you guys put your money in, in a good place where it can grow and it can get you set up for your financial goals. So we're very, very excited for this uh, little switch. But definitely, like I said, we're about to hop into it, but definitely going to keep reading these books. So that's the biggest thing I think more and I can tell you. You can listen to all the financial advice in the world, but we read a book a, a book a week, and I can tell you that there's so much growth that's coming out over the last 84, 85 weeks that, you know, if you really want to get on that train, let us know. We're going to start putting links to Audible coming up for so you guys can get it and get it at a discount. So we're very excited for this. So if, with that, you want to take us into the book more? Yeah, let's do it. So this week we read a book called Purple Cow by Seth Gooden. And uh, this book is all about uh, the P's of marketing and the most important of which being the purple cow. The idea is that you want to have something that's truly remarkable, that you truly, you know, something truly noteworthy that's going to allow you to set yourself aside and apart from the rest of the competition and, uh, and, and really give you a, a transforming ability to, to be the number one thought in your customer's mind 
for that good or service. You know, and it's it's uh, it, it was really solid. I thought it was it was an interesting outlook. I thought it was um, in, informative and, and kind of easy to read, easy to listen to, easy to keep us uh, you know keep up with. And um, I thought it was solid book. It wasn't anything you know particularly spectacular or remarkable, which is too bad to say about a book that's all about being remarkable. But uh, you know, it, I think it, there was some valuable thought in there. Uh, I think there was some good stuff for. Um, anyone that wants to be a better marketer to, to be able to pick up and, and run with. What do you think, Ross? What are your thoughts of the book? I thought it was pretty good. You know, there, it was, it brought a lot of, I think, very simple points across that I think are very strong. Like one of the things he talked about was, you know, making a consumer wish list and trying to figure out if there's any gaps you can fill between what people want and what they're getting today. I think that little thought, and like, so we've had it in our startups where we do too much of the thinking of like, if we build it, they will come, where this is really more of like asking, find out what exactly they need and then work to build and solve that problem. The other thing he really talked about was understanding the uh, the current market leader. You know, I think that's something that everyone kind of does naturally when they're looking to get into a space is to see who's, in the, who's leading it, you know, who's really the powerhouse. But I think it's just diving a little bit deeper in understanding, you know, what made that remarkable, what makes their their messaging so strong online and try to decipher it more in a business and analytical mind and just understanding, you know, what do they do? Can you replicate it? Can you find a way to replicate it, but make it your own to fit your product? Because like Moore said, this is really about kind of setting yourself apart from, you know, your competitors and having something truly unique. But, um, you know, just honestly, anything. I mean, they talked... What do they talk about? One of the favorite things they talked about was actually packaging. Um, and I actually fully, fully believe this, especially in the day and age now when we buy a lot of stuff on Amazon and things like that. A company that puts a lot of time and effort into a good packaged product, whether that be the designing on the front or even now we're seeing a big boom in people putting into the, the care when you unbox something. You know, I think these little steps take a lot of time but I think if you execute them properly, it can really go a long way for building that brand awareness and really getting that kind of loyalty to start to form between you and the customer. So that was one of the big things that I really liked. What else more? What else can you think of? You know, I think there was one big takeaway for me um, that had to do... Oh, yeah, it's I'm totally slipping my mind now all of a sudden. I hate when this happens, especially when we're on here. Um, but it, it had to do with... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. There was something really special that he had that I that totally slipped my mind. Is there anything else that, that comes up for you while I'm trying to think about what I literally just forgot about? Um, Let me see. I mean, he did. He did do a lot of talk about you know. Imagine oh, if it you're came making, back to me. I yeah, got it. Hit it. I found hit it. it. Okay, I'm taking it. So, what I liked was he he likes to push the boundaries of what marketing actually is. I thought it was really refreshing to hear a marketing person say that marketing doesn't end at media and you know copyright and in wordplay. Marketing can go into and spill into building out a better product, changing the way that the product inter interacts with the consumer, you know, literally going in and changing what it is that you're providing to the customer based off of the ability to understand your customer and market to them accordingly, right? So, so often do we forget that we can kind of step into the role of, 
you know, shaping the product um, because we're so focused on marketing that product and, and not adjusting or touching what it is that the, you know, the infrastructure has created for you to market. But I think that it's really important to know that as marketing people, as salespeople who are constantly every day on the front line with the consumer that see exactly what the customer wants and needs and why. I think it's really important for us to be able to take what we learn from being on those front lines, from understanding that demographic, from understanding that customer on a granular level, and being able to take that data and then push it into not only providing wording and graphics that you know kind of speak into that experience, but also that we go into the product itself and address the things that can be improved that can then allow us to create better content and wording to present the, the opportunity of what the product or services that we're selling can create for the person on the back end. So I think it's really valuable to, to be able to, to look beyond the line that we've created for what a marketing person is supposed to do or what where market where the where the term marketing you know when that line is you know begins you know when 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 can the marketing person get involved right like they can be they're part of the process and because of their information that they know on the market itself pushing that information back to the product team or addressing the the issues that the product might have with the projected market that they're trying to address, it's the best way to create the most effective, you know, rollout of the product or service that you're trying to provide to others. So I think that, that was that that's something that I really took away was was the idea that, you know, there is no line. You know, marketing is business. Business is marketing. It's all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, exploring those limits was really what he talked about and you know, he talked about, you know, what do you do if you need to make yourself, you know, the cheapest or the most expensive, the biggest, the largest, the smallest, fastest, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think that's kind of a great way to look at it is try to differentiate yourself. And like, like more said, you know, don't be afraid to push those limits um, on both your product and your marketing to really see if you can get some true results. So guys, with that being said, uh, final thoughts on the book. I thought it was valuable. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I wouldn't say it was spectacular, but I, I would say it was valuable and, and I learned some new things about marketing and um, some ideologies around marketing. Um, solid book. I totally recommend it to someone that wants to learn more about marketing. Probably not my first book that I'd recommend, but a really good one overall. Uh, Ross, final thoughts? Yeah, I definitely would recommend this to, you know, probably someone who's just starting up a business and trying to figure out how to do their branding. You know, more and I have sat through a bunch of different branding sit downs and meetings trying to figure out, you know, doing different personas and figuring out how to really get your, your message across. I think this book really just lets you kind of take a step back and try to figure out where your brand fits in the big scheme of things, looking all the way from, you know, your competitors in the startup level to also the, the leaders in your industry and trying to find your niche and really kind of pushing the limits to get to that spot. So, all in all, I'd recommend it. I thought it was pretty good. Like Moore said, not the best book that we've read, but you know, we'll start giving more context on that because we've read at this point, you know, eighty-four other books. This is number eighty-five, so we'll start to give you some more breakdowns of some of the other ones and start making a list of of kind of the top top ten. But um, all in all, I thought it was solid. 
Guys, thank you so much for joining us for now the first episode of a new project called Market Today. And we really appreciate your time, and, and thank you guys so much for joining us if you're from the 52. And uh, we're going to continue to do all the things that we did on the 52 and present you guys with all the amazing ideas that we've learned. And we're going to add also a little bit of flair uh, having to do with the market and what's available for us today to how, how to mul multiply your money. So super excited. Uh, again, like Ross said, we're not financial advisors, but we do just love to trade and love to play and love to invest and love to, you know, pay attention to these markets and, and we just enjoy talking about it. So uh, if you guys take any value from us, from our conversations, we're super grateful for your ears uh, and for you guys listening to what we have to say. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode number two of uh, Market Today. Have a great one. Take care.